in God. In God. The journey does not start. In God, the journey does not start from life to death. One more time. In God, the journey does not start from life to death, but from death to life. See, we were dead, and now we got life. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. I think I'm going to have to change the font on my on my. On my <laughs> I must have hit something wrong. It's it's. it's That's bad news. <laughs> I think I got a smaller font. I must be. <laughs> okay. We'll make it through. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, for the opportunity, Father God, to hear your word. We're asking, Father God, as the word goes forth, Father God, it gives us encouragement, Father God. It builds our faith, Father God. And, Father God, as it builds our faith, we become more mature in the things of God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks in Jesus' name for it. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 24. That's Matthew, chapter 24. That's Matthew, chapter 24. I hear a few pages. Most of you have those computers, but a few pages. Do those computers go beep when they start going down or something? No, I guess not. So I wouldn't know if you were off or not. Okay. Matthew chapter 24. We want to look at verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. From the Amplified it reads, Who then is a beautiful, thoughtful, and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of the household to give the others the food and supplies at the proper time? Amen. Hopefully, glory to God, all of us want to be that faithful and wise servant. Well, some of you nodded, some of you didn't get the idea there. Okay. <laughs> you want to be a faithful servant, okay? okay? Who is a faithful, sensible servant to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his household and family? If you are a member of God's household, one who is born again, you have been given a specific area and oversight that you are to take care of. So each and every one of you has an area to take care of. Well, uh, I can't take care of it for you and you can't take care of it for me. I can't take care of it for Pastor Peggy. She can't take care. 
for, you know, so you must, you have to take care of it for yourself. If you're a member of, the, of, the, of God's household, you have been given a specific area and oversight that you're to, 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 well, to take care of. If we do not watch, we will be deceived and miss much, if not all. So we, we have to have our ears open to be a faithful, wise servant. Okay? So God has ordered his family and arranged his household in such a way that the faithful servant who has been given the position and authority will be blessed. Amen. Uh, and it's a great privilege to be given responsibility by God. Assigned to, to you particularly, or to me particularly. Amen. So keep your marker there. Um, and just want to turn to familiar scripture just to kind of tie it up a little bit on this. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. That's 2 Timothy and chapter 3. And looking at verse 16. That's 2 Timothy Chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That a man or woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So if we're going to be a, a faithful, wise servant, we must apply this. We need to know what the scripture is talking about. So all of us has been given gifts, glory to God, hallelujah, and duties and responsibilities. We like the word gifts. The other two words, I'm, we, uh, the responsibilities and duties we want to kind of hold off on. You know, yeah. so we, we, You know, having the, having the gifts and, and the responsibilities and duties, they make you, that makes, that makes you to be useful. Okay? I mean, you have a gift, you have to use it. Or, you know, let's look at it or whatever. Um, so these gifts and then the responsibilities, of course, it tells us that, that we can be useful in the kingdom of God. <coughs> so... That means we need to be contribu contributing something of significance in God's work in our lives. So that means you've been given something and you need to do something with it. Look at this. Everybody's dressed up in warm clothing this morning. Surprising. <clears throat> You know, the next building we get is going to have some heat. <laughs> I'm not going to put up with the same one. <laughs> Above and beyond what I dream or <laughs> wish or think or desire, so 
Look forward to it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> now, we said these gifts, you have responsibilities, right? And duties. <clears throat> if you feel, if you're feeling, uh, what's the word I want to use? Useless in life, uh, you need to rethink your priorities. If we don't feel useful in life with God, we need to think of our, we need to rethink about our priorities and pray to God that He would reveal what He wants us to do. Then you can then when you find out what He wants you to do, you can be useful in that. But some some people don't you know, <clears throat> well I don't need to do that, you know. I'm getting, you know, uh, well, I could go into something better not at this point. <laughs> we need to feel useful. That means he's good. if he, we find out what he wants us to do, we can do what he calls us to do because he, he doesn't give a, a task too big for us. That's right. Amen. It's, it's uh, built to your nature. The task that he has, it's built for your nature. It's not above your calling. It, it's right at your calling. So you need to find, we need to find out what he's called to do, and we need to do it. Amen. Then we can be blessed. Okay? Then we can be called a wise and faithful servant. Amen. Again, some of you didn't listen. <clears throat> okay. God has uh, something special in mind that only you can do. You know, uh, Laurel can't pawn it off on Mike. I can't, I can't pawn it off on... on oh, where's John? But it's okay, I can't pawn... Can't even pawn it off John. He's not even here. It's been given to you specifically to do. And if we don't do it, we're not wise. We're on, it says, what? It says we're not even faithful if we don't follow through on it. Uh-oh. Um, so when we do it, that gift, that duty that we're supposed to have, or do, do have, he gives it to us. And it's not... And it goes beyond our wildest dreams and visions and goals. He gives you something that it just opens up and explodes for you. Yeah. Wow, when you find out what you want, boy, Amen. are you so happy? Amen. I mean, you know, when the, I remember some, what the, when the kids were home, they go, Running up to Pastor Peg. Can you make a cake tonight? Give us some this or that. Or, you know, we want, uh, uh, it, it was hot dogs rolled in the biscuits, you know. Man, she make that and the kids were all happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's specific things that she can do. And it made the kids happy. Because they got it, 
and it made her happy because she was useful to them in that area. Oh, you know, this should be reversed, but. So this is what we need. Find something you can do and, and know that you can be happy doing it. Right. You know, God said, I'm not going to put something over here, you know, uh, that you can't go. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions and only you can, you can answer the, these. You don't have to nod your head or shake your head. How do you serve God? Question one, how do you serve God? Write it down if you have it. How do you serve God? Question two, can God trust me? And the third question, am I loyal and faithful? Uh-oh. Somebody said, I just shot three, three questions at you and I'm sinking. Okay. Now, imagine the joy of a servant when the Lord returns and finds him or her faithful at the task that was assigned to them. Wow. Imagine the joy that the servant has when the Lord returns, finding him doing what he was called to do. Okay. Now, with those, remember we said there was a gift that goes along also with, with the, the, the work as you call it. So let's uh, move on to, uh, or move back into the Old, uh, New Testament to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And let's see, let's see uh, the, uh, with the duty and responsibilities comes, the, uh, comes, comes with gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go to verse, start with verse 21. Therefore let no, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death, or things present or things to come, are all yours. And if you be in Christ and Christ is our God. Okay, from the Amplified, I will read it. So let no one exalt proudly concerning men, boasting of, of having this or that man has as a leader. For all things are yours, whether Paul or pa Apollos or Cephas, or the universe of life or death, or the in immediate and threatening presence of the substance and uncertain future. It's all yours. In other words, there's gifts. It's all yours. You have whatever gifts are available. You, 
it's at your disposal. Think of uh, some of the gifts that, uh, well, that you can have. You can have the gift of faith. Amen. You have the gift of prophecy if you, if you so desire. Not saying that you're a prophet, but you can, you know. There's gifts and callings Amen. that God's not going to pull back from you. He says, Mike, you got this. And if Mike says, that's too much, then, not, not to use Mike, then if Mike says no, then is he a wise servant? God's called you to do something. Are you a wise servant to do it? Are you a faithful and wise servant? We're going to look at that this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, thank you for all the groans out there. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, not every servant the Lord of the Lord provides to be wise and faithful. Okay, we all have fallen into this category at one time or another. I think I'm believing as uh, we are growing in in. In the Lord, we begin to take on the responsibilities. Um, we can't be, you know, a baby Christian all our lives. You can't be a baby Christian after 40 years walking with the Lord. You, we need to be mature. But uh, Paul told, I believe it's Corinthians, some of, you, some of you need to straighten up and get right. Okay. What happens if we do not live faithfully? Um, let's go back to Matthew chapter 24. You had your marker there. We're going to look at the steps that lead to becoming an unfaithful servant. That's Matthew chapter 24. Looking, well, let's start with uh, verse 45 once again. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord hath made ruler over the household to give them meat in season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. So, you're going to be blessed if you're doing what God calls you to do when he comes, when he returns. Verily I say unto you, he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Verse 48. But if an, that evil servant shall say to his master, my Lord delayed in his coming. Whoops. This servant at one time was a faithful servant. He was committed to the Lord because he says, verse 48, 
The servant shall say to his, in his heart, my Lord delays in his coming. So he's still with the Lord, or with the Lord, you know, he's committed to the Lord. My master is delaying his coming. The thought of delay is this servant's undoing. The thought of delay is this servant's undoing. Uh, it undermined his belief system and added doubt and skepticism to the word of God. So if we're not doing what we're called to do and we delay something, it's saying we're not following through. We have some skepticism. He says, well, the Lord's... I know the Lord's coming, but it's not going to be today. It's not, you know, it's, it's going to be another 10 years. or you know, I've got time to do my own thing. Um, we all recall what Hebrews 11.1 1 says, that faith, now faith is. The servant needs to be faithful now, not later. Now, this same delay system that he says in verse 48, servant shall say that in his heart, my Lord delays in his coming. This same delay is found in uh, back further, well, next, next chapter, in fact, but chapter 25, uh, verses 1 through 13, it, it talks about the delayed action of the ten virgins. Well, not, ten, not really five virgins, delay action of five, five of the uh, ten uh, of, of, the, of the virgins, okay? They were not condemned for their belief system, but they were condemned for not being ready. Are you ready this morning? Oh, boy. As we will see, are you ready for that call? There's a time element. It's very important to the Lord. There's a time element. Just like the feast, of, feast that he gave Israel, there's a time element, each and every one. And we need to know the time element here. Because when we're talking about the, the faithful and, and unfaithful servants here. We can't delay what the Lord has given us to do. Because it's disobedience. If we adopt the belief that the Lord's coming, okay, this is where we're going to go. This is we're going, we're going to be start talking about. We see the the world situation evolving quickly here, and uh, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, for the believers, it's the rapture. Okay. If we, if we adopt the belief that the Lord's coming is years away, 
You know, he can come at any moment. Signs are upon us that he can come in. But we say, well, you know, he won't come this year. He won't come next year. We need to be ready when? Now. That means you have... Remember, ten, 10 virgins, five were ready and five were not. So we need to have our bags packed. We need to have our house cleaned up. So when he calls, we go. Okay. We can be falling into the same trap as the evil ser servant when we are not ready. Thinking about it a little bit there. Um, today, you know, if you ask, God, I'm talking about Christians now, if you ask Christians today, Uh, when do you think the Lord's return is going to come? Uh, we hear that it doesn't matter much uh, uh, what you believe about the Lord's return. It does matter. Uh, there are a number of teachings today um, as to when this can happen. And so we're going to look at briefly post-millenniumness, okay? That means after the millennium. After a thousand years, I'll put it that way. After a thousand years, according to this teaching, um, there's going to be a time of peace and prosperity upon the whole entire earth after the thousand-year reign. Well, of course it's going to be a thousand-year reign. And they call it the golden age of the church. The whole world will be evangelized and be made Christians. Then and only then will Christ return. That's, so the whole world has to be you know, evangelized. That means everybody has to have a, had the chance and everybody's made, you know, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The whole, church, the whole world is, is Christian. No, that, that can't be. Because scripture doesn't show it. It says rumors of wars. Well, how can that be with, with, with the, uh, you know, that's not Christ-like, okay? Okay. If, if this were true, this post-millennium, uh, the Lord's coming is many, 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 many years away because we're not even close to being a, a, have a Christ reigning on the earth or Christians ruling the earth. It doesn't show that. We have, you know, it's the opposite way around. So we can't be going into the uh, golden age of Christianity. There's no such thing, okay? Um, then there's the next view that there's no manila, manila there's no thousand-year reign, okay? Uh, there's no, they, they say there's no tribulation period. And thus, Jesus could come at any time because there's no tribulation. He, but we, of course, we know the, the word says there's going to be a, a tribulation period. So that, that, that one we can throw out. Okay. Then we have the premillennialists, or before the, the thousand years. 
um, that uh, Jesus will return, come before, or pardon me, this is, there's three different ones here. The return of Christ before the thousand year reign, just after the seven years of tribulation. Okay, uh, how many of you remember reading the, or hearing about the series Left Behind? Maybe some of you have read it. Okay. Uh, it captures this point of view. Uh, it was written by uh, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. Um, now within that, that book frame there, or this uh, pre-millennium, uh, it points out there are three different scenarios to the rapture. One, raptures occurs at the end of the tribulation. After seven years of wrath, then, then the rapture takes place. Well, why, why would that happen? I mean, you're, we're, Christians are not destined for wrath, so why would we have to go through the tribulation after seven years? Is that, that rapture uh, theory is blown? Then there's a, the rapture will happen at, in the middle of tribulation. There's three and a half years of, quote, fairly good, and then the devil gets really stinky, and he, at the next three and a half years, everything goes bad. But uh, it doesn't happen that way, okay? It, there's no three and a half year period that, that takes place. And then the next one, the rapture occurs at the beginning of tribulation, which is today, okay? You know, it can, it can happen at any point. Seven years before, so glory to God. Um, now, we shouldn't allow anyone to tell us that it doesn't matter. Because it does matter. It says... The faithful servant has to be ready. We need to be ready for the rapture at any point. To be a good and faithful servant, we need to be ready. Um, as we uh, previously stated, there's a great danger of holding a wrong view about the Lord's return. Because if you have the wrong view, you're not going to be prepared. Five of those ten virgins were not prepared. And it says... Faithful and unfaithful servants. We have to be ready. Okay. Okay. Um, if we hold the wrong view about the Lord's return, then there's a temptation to slack off in your Christian life. You know, well, if the Lord's not going to come, I could. I have time. We, we talk to people. I have time. Well, you know. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I, I you know, I, don't, I, I could clean up any time I want. You know, if I know the Lord's going to come, I'm going to clean up. That's not the way to run your life. Um, in temptation, in this temptation, we let things slip by. We let things go. Time becomes non-essential to our thinking. Going back to uh, the little areas in our lives that we don't clean up. Well, you know, I'll clean it up a little bit later. You know, I kind of enjoy this. And uh, that means we're thinking, I've got time to clean up. No, we got to have it. We need to be clear up, clean now. Amen. Okay. Je Jesus always wants us to be ready, spiritually ready. 
He wants us to be doing what he has called us to do. Uh, we need to have conviction what the Lord's called us to do. Going back to uh, Matthew 24, looking at verse... Well, let's go back to verse 48. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delays his, his, delayeth his coming... Verse 49, and he shall begin to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunken. Well, here we, we see that uh, the unfaithful, the, the faithful servant that becomes unfaithful begins to turn, up, turn, on, turn on his own brothers and sisters in the Lord. He begins to beat his fellow servants. Wow. Any, any of fellow servants have you jumped, jumped all over you for, you know, uh, standing for what you know is right? You know. Somebody kind of chides you, you know, but ah, come on, loosen up, you know. It's only a party. You can do this, you can do that, you know. That's not what you call, that's, that's being beaten up uh, mentally, you know. You don't have to do that, you know. You don't have to be a goody two-shoes, you know, everybody else is doing it. You know, we can sit in church, we can point each other out who's not doing what, you know, hello. So this, the wicked servant begins to jump on his past Friends, I'll say, uh, this is not coming around like the way I wanted to, but okay. We have to, we have to not jump on our, our brothers and sisters. And so if we're jumping on our brothers and sisters for something they are doing right, we are being an unfaithful servant, in other words. Why are you praying so much? You know, you can have time off. You go to church too much. You're involved too much. Hello? If you're saying that to somebody else, you're being an unfaithful servant. You're probably, it says we should gather together as we see the day quickly approaches, not trying to take them out or remove them. Okay. Uh, by believing in the delay of the master's coming, this is a major error for Christians today. Because we're, we're, we're moving time. God doesn't move time. He's already got it set. He's not going to say, okay, I see that you are doing something wrong here, so I'm going to move it over here a little bit so you get time to, to clean up. No, he doesn't. He's got the time set. And we need to know that. Okay. The wicked servant has lost his spirit of love. He becomes wicked in indulging in his priorities first. And this individual, the wicked uh, servant, has no self-control anymore. 
there's no incentive to walk with God any longer. Uh, when you stop walking with God, you are walking on the edge of a precipice or walking on a slippery banana peel. You know. Rebellion against God is costly. The divine law of consequences is that the people reap or people reap what they sow. Five of the ten virgins reaped what they sowed. They weren't prepared, so they got left behind. We don't want to be left behind. You don't want to be left behind. We can't be left behind. I don't want to see anybody in this congregation be left behind. So what you reap is what you sow. And... Uh, Pardon me, what you sow is what you reap. Got that backwards. What you sow is what you reap. And that's allowing the enemy to, to put shackles on you. You, know, you want to do something for the Lord and you got something else drag, dragging you around it, you can't accomplish it that well. It goes from bad to worse. To, total uh, to a total loss. It's a downward progression. Uh, he abuses uh, the fellow servants, and then, then he goes out there and just acts like the world. He goes out drinking and carousing and with drunkards. Oh me, oh my. Are you ready to leave? I'm talking about two ways here. <laughs> <laughs> The wicked servant is jealous, there's envy, there's self-indulgent. He made a simple change in his beliefs, delaying things. But it has a profound effect on his behavior in life. Mediocrity is now his norm. Not wanting to do things, you become, yeah, well, I could do it tomorrow. Um, I'll catch up on it tonight. None of you have ever done that. I'll catch up on my reading, Bible reading. I just, I've got behind. I'll, when I go to bed, I'll read. I get that Bible in front of me. And I get about three sentences down, and I am out. That's delaying things. None of you ever done that. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> now the consequences of failure, the failure of, a, of a, this individual. Let's go to verse 50. And the Lord of that servant shall come, on, come in the day when he looketh not for him. Okay, there's that delay. Right. And in that hour... He is not aware of it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't, how did that happen? It snuck up on me. 
and he shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. Uh-oh. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where do you find that weeping and gnashing of teeth at? The unfaithful servant is in this location. He's with the hypocrites that believe that they were doing the right thing. And there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. The only place I find weeping and gnashing of teeth is someplace down below. we got to be faithful servants. God takes disobedience seriously. Rebellion against him is foolishness. You are either a good servant or a bad servant. I want to put an A plus or a star over each one of your names. At least be a B minus. Anything below that is no good. That's going back to the norm. So we, we need to have a 4.0 grade average here. For every unfaithful Christian, for every unfaithful servant, there is coming a time of truth and exposure. It's true. You know, we all... <laughs> the wife likes to wa watch QVC. You know, there's a... She likes to make up things, you know, well, you know, what your girls like. And they sell these products. And they get these, I mean, these women look gorgeous. You know, they look gorgeous. And all of a sudden, this, we're going to show you how to take this foundation or put whatever it is. And they clean their faces up and, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> this is being hypocritical. And they, I mean, they put that stuff on it, and they look, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. What happened? You know what I'm talking about? So the truth is, truth is exposed. So, so each and every one of us need to... It's going to be exposed. If you've been a hypocrite, you're going to be exposed. So we, we need to get back into that uh, 4.0. See, God doesn't look, I'm glad God doesn't look at the natural features of us. He looks at the inside features. And it ought to be beautiful. To get up, that means you are a faithful, good and faithful, wise servant. Uh, turn with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're ready, ready to close here. You're going to get out early. You can go to the, get out of the ice box. And <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, looking at verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and also trust are made manifest in your consciousness. So we need to have this knowing God. Let's go from the Amplified. Therefore, being conscious 
of fearing the Lord with respect and reverence, we seek to win people over, to persuade them. But what sort of persons are we? It's plainly recognized and thoroughly understood by God. And I hope that it is plainly recognized and thoroughly understood also by your conscience, your inborn discernment. In other words, we need to know who we are. Quit fooling ourselves. It says in James that we, we can deceive ourselves by believing a lie. And if we're believing a lie that we're ready and we're not ready, things are going to be a big disappointment. You can, we can fall through the cracks, as I say. The judgment seat of Christ is a time when the mask comes off and the true you is revealed. And we all stand there before the Lord. They always show this big screen. They always think about this big screen, and there you are. You know, this big screen showing all your faults. You know, everybody sees it, you know, while they hold their nose. and. <laughs> okay. We need to be wise men and women. Live by the word and obey him. Last scripture, go to Psalms 119. That's Psalms 119. Verse 9, Wherefore shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to the word. So take heed to the word. Let's be wise servants. Amen. amen. We need to be ready when Jesus calls. Yes, amen. The trouble is that no one knows the day and, and the time when this is going to be happening. We need to be ready for that time. Don't give up waiting on him. So we need, to get, we need to get to know God. Live for him and keep doing what we're called to do day in and day out. And by then, or then, grace will take over and you will be ready to roll. When the call, roll calls up yonder, okay? Okay, 15 minutes, a quarter till. Anybody need prayer? <clears throat> Toes? Other than mine. Yeah, it, it was, I know the delivery wasn't as good as it should have been, but I hope you got, got the... Uh, Jest of it. We need to be ready. We need to be good servants. Well, let's all stand then. Don't forget, we have a volunteer list in the back for the Christmas celebration on December 7th, Wednesday. Uh, sign up.